You are now listening to The Model Health Show with Sean Stevenson. For more, visit themodelhealthshow.com. Welcome to The Model Health Show. This is fitness and nutrition expert Sean Stevenson, and I'm so grateful for you tuning in with me today. This is a very, very special episode because we're doing something we have never done before. The tables are being turned on me and something really phenomenal just took place that uh, I was out speaking at an event in LA recently for the biohacking conference. It was the sixth annual event and it was a phenomenal event, phenomenal uh, experience, phenomenal people and just shout out to everybody who came out to the event and hung out with me and said hello. Uh, But it was awesome. But after I finished doing my keynote presentation, I went over to do an interview for a new show called Unstoppable. And it was phenomenal. The host, Amanda McVeigh, was just powerful in and of of herself. And she asked me some questions and I, I talked about things and shared things I have never shared or expressed before. And I thought it would be out of this world to be able to share these things with you. And one of the things that I talked about, and this was the first time at this, the event that I shared this, but I, I'm sharing the story of a condition that I was born with that seemingly had me disadvantaged from the moment that I arrived here on the planet. And so I'm sharing that story, a bit of that. And I think that, you know, it's going to be really insightful for you to hear it. But also we talked about... Um, just some of the things that a lot of us are are struggling with today and how we can get out of sorts when our life conditions don't match our blueprint for what happiness and success looks like. And really, if your conditions right now are not matching what you think life should be, that's what suffering really is at its core. And when they are matching each other, or they're pretty similar, they're rhyming, there's happiness there. And so we're kind of breaking down and looking at these kind of mental structures that we create, the power of placebos we talk about in depth, the truth about beliefs and how beliefs play into this equation. And also we talk about how the Model Health Show came to be in existence in the first place, which I think you're really, really going to enjoy this story. And because just one turn in our decisions can land us in a totally different place, right? And our lives just have this really interesting mosaic of these moments of decision when we could have turned right, but we turned left, or we made the decision to go forward when something was trying to pull us backwards. And it's really kind of this beautiful experience to see all of these moments in life where we said yes and land us in places where sometimes they're uncomfortable and, and, and difficult to deal with, but ultimately they make us stronger. And so we're sharing that story. And even that in and of itself, I I just want to share this with you that I I just did a show recently and we talked about uncovering your purpose. And that was just a portion of it because even saying uncovering your your purpose is a misnomer. It's not accurate to even say anything like that today. And so many people are looking for that. And there are a lot of, you know, experts out there trying to teach people how to find it. But your purpose isn't some static thing that you find. And then your life is just all set from there. Your purpose is, it's dynamic and it's ever flowing and ever changing. Your purpose can have completely different versions or just different flavors of something that you once believed to be your purpose. And so that's why I did that episode to just to get you conscious about incorporating incorporating more mental inputs. So you're diversified and being able to uncover your purpose and walk in it as it's being revealed over and over and over again in our lives, right? Because there's one point where 
My purpose might just be to be an amazing dad, right? To show up and to take care of these kids you know, or amazing mom. And that's really your purpose. And you're just really uh, bought in and embracing that purpose. But then there might come a time where your purpose is to share your story with other moms. You know, maybe some struggle that you went through with, uh, you know, one of your children or, you know, maybe it's uh, writing in magazines and books and articles or maybe it's teaching, you know, and your, your purpose can change. So I just want to share that with you and to also encourage and remind you that no one, no one has the right or no one ever will give you permission to follow what your heart is telling you to do. No one is going to give you permission to live your purpose. No one is gonna give you permission to do the things that you really wanna do with your life. No one gives you permission. No one gave me permission at that event to you be a speaker. Nobody ever tapped me on my shoulder and said, Sean, you be a speaker. You have permission for you to go and speak on stages and to, to, to share your insights and to inspire people and to uh, help them to have a good time and to uh, bring some some livelihood into these rooms. No one ever tapped me on my shoulder and gave me permission. You give yourself permission to do these things. Then, of course, there are going to be other co-conspirators who help to make the different versions of it possible. But if I really wanted to speak, and that was my dharma, that was just in my in my DNA, in my drive to do that, I can go right outside of this studio right now and just start speaking outside. And... If I'm good at it, eventually maybe a crowd might gather, you know, and people do that with music all the time. There are many street performers who end up getting record deals. You know, it's happened many times. Of course, there's a lot more who haven't, you know, but I'm just saying, but no one gives you permission, especially today. The barriers are gone. People are out here creating entire careers just from uploading a video from their phone. This has never existed before in human history. You have total and complete power to really dictate and to put your, your, your message out there. If that's what you feel you need to do or you're called to do, there is nothing that can stop you except your fear of judgment, which people are going to judge you anyways. You're going to be judged no matter what you do. You know, uh, what the internet allows for is for some, the hidden judgers, right? The, you know, there's this term, I, people say trolls. And then I'm like, I really thought about that one day. Like, what does that really mean? You know, the troll is like under the bridge. You know, they're, they're mad. They kind of, they got a pissosity. They're under the bridge. It's all grimy and it's like mildew. And they got like swamp butt. And they're just not happy down there under the bridge, right? They want to come up. They want to come up. But they're behind the bridge down there messing with folks, right? And so we get in fear about that kind of stuff. And it's just silly, you know? It's just a troll. It's just a little troll, you know, just keep it moving. Cross the bridge, keep it moving, all right? But that's, sometimes it's easier, more easier said than done, of course. And as you develop and you put your, you know, your story, your insight, whatever it is that you're wanting to share, um, you have permission to do it. No one gives you permission, you have permission. And of course, society can, can try to nudge you in different directions with that. And sometimes it's rightfully so, you know, maybe we don't have a complete perspective, but that's okay. We can still share and learn as we go. So what I'm saying is, number one, no one's going to give you permission to do the things that you want to do in your life and to be um, the very best version of yourself. You decide. And also, um, let's put the fear to the side because uh, as we talked about when we had my friend CJ Quinney on the show and he talked about, you know, the, the, the paradox or kind of the, the truth about fear, 
which is everybody has it. It's just those who, who feel and experience that fear and then just continue to push forward into it because everybody has it. And with that said, fear is actually a really great training tool and it's built into us to keep our senses heightened, to keep us aware, keep us making moves, but we don't want to let it debilitate us, if that makes sense. So I hope that that makes um, some sense and really speaks into you right now because really, truly, the world needs you. The world needs you to step into your gifts and to, again, this could be uh, just being the, uh, the gift of being a good parent, being a good brother, being a good sister, being a good teacher, being a good uh, musician, whatever it might be for you, it's stepping into that and really taking that uh, to your heart and showing up in the, in the very best way that you can in those things. So again, I think that you're really, really going to enjoy this and it's something special, things I've never shared before. And we're going to dive right into that. But first, let me also share, I did a lot that day. All right. I got up, I went to the gym that morning. I did the keynote. Uh, I, I did the interview. I did a book signing and there's some other stuff that I'm forgetting about. You know, I did eat at some point, but I, I accomplished all of these things and I was fueled for hours. Like I didn't eat, it was, you know, it was quote intermittent fast, but I was fueled up on my Four Sigmatic coffee. That's what I had uh, that got me to that place where I accomplished those things. And you'll get to hear the interview. And this was several hours later after I was up and I'd accomplished all these things. But the reason I love Four Sigmatic is that it's taking these, or first of all, it's organic coffee. So we're not dealing with pesticides, herbicides, rodenticides, fungicides, these things that are known to be toxic to human cells. Uh, many of them have, they're estrogenic or, or neurogenic. And some of these actually have some well-documented research affirming that they are carcinogens, okay? And so we're taking a stand and we're not messing with that stuff anymore, getting organic, high-quality coffee, but then they are blended with these incredible mushrooms, these medicinal mushrooms, like the one that I had that morning was the Lion's Mane coffee from Four Sigmatic. Lion's Mane University Malaya has affirmed and shared research indicating that Lion's Mane medicinal mushroom literally stimulates something called neurogenesis. Neurogenesis, that is the creation of new brain cells. There are very few things in in the world that we have in our kind of nu nutrition grab bag that humans consume that can stimulate the creation directly of new brain cells. That's how remarkable it is. And so this is the medicinal mushroom that's more attributed towards, you know, focus and concentration and a sense of kind of like, and even though it's like, you're going to have some caffeine for the, from the coffee, which is a smaller amount than what you typically find, it's melted. It's like this calm energy and you don't get the associated crash. And I think there's also something with the alkaloids there too, you know, with coffee, coffee being a pretty acidic substance and then the medicinal mushroom being more of an alkaline and just kind of that... That interaction really balances well in the body. So I love that. But the reason I get it from Four Sigmatic, number one, it's the uh, super easy to use packs. You know, I could travel with them, but it's dual extracted. So this means that it's a hot water extract and it's a alcohol extract so that you can actually get all of these medicinal properties and nutrients, all of the spectrums of antioxidants, all the spectrums of um, micronutrients, and these things that we're looking for, the, the hormonal compounds and also the more kind of nutritive looking at our, our nutrient requirements of vitamins and minerals and things like that. We get that full spectrum from Four Sigmatic because they do it the right way. All right, so pop over there, check them out. 
It's foursigmatic.com forward slash model. That's F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C.com forward slash model. And you get 15% off everything that they carry. All right. So I absolutely love them. Foursigmatic.com forward slash model. They were there at the event. Hooked me up with a little chai. Uh, they got a new chai blend. So that's another thing. You know, you could do it with almond milk. You can add some MCT oil to it, grass-fed butter, coconut oil, whatever it is you're into, and make your own little different elixirs. All right, so super cool. All right, foursigmatic.com forward slash model. And now let's get to the Apple Podcast Review of the Week. Another five-star review titled Powerhouse Podcast by Karma Chameleon. Such an amazing podcast. I love the positive energy and information you provide and can literally feel it as I'm listening to each episode. I look forward to long drives, walks, flights, basically any time I can get the chance to listen to a new episode. You blend physical fitness, nutrition, and mental health insights and inspirations in such a creative way. And it's always exciting when a new episode drops. I aspire to reach your level of authenticity, confidence, expertise, and overall bossness one day. Oh my goodness. That, that's just powerful. Wow. Thank you. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that uh, over on Apple Podcasts. That, that means a lot. And uh, wow. Thank you. And I think that this episode specifically is really going to speak to this and take it to another level for you. Uh, so everybody, thank you for leaving those reviews over on Apple Podcasts. If you've yet to do so, please pop over and leave a review for the show. It means so much to me, but we're going to dive in now. And again, the tables are being turned and I'm being interviewed by the wonderful Amanda McVeigh for Unstoppable. And I'm going to share some stories I've never shared before. And I think that you're going to get a lot out of it. So with no further ado, here's the interview. Check it out. Sean Stevenson. Welcome. We're so excited to have you on the Unstoppable series here at the sixth annual biohacking conference put on by Upgrade Labs. So I'm really excited uh, because you are brand new to the biohacking stage, at least in terms of our world. Um, I, I reached out to you because I thought that you'd be just the perfect spin that our audience needed um, so that they could get exposed to a, a world beyond what they're used to, which is usually pretty tech heavy, um, science heavy in the most like magical nerdy way. Um, but obviously you're bringing a whole lot of cool <laughs> to, <laughs> the, to the conference stage. So yeah. uh, for, for those who may not know you, tell us a little bit about um, what, what you're known for. For sure. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much. And I I don't know if everybody can see you, but your eyeshadow is fantastic. <laughs> Just fantastic. You look amazing. Thank you. And listen, um, it's it's such a cool opportunity because there are these incredible worlds that are kind of in parallel universes, but there's so much crossover. And for me, I definitely have a portion of the self-quantification and mm -hmm. biohacking. I just want, my mission is to make people get more in your body and start to pay attention to how do you look, how do you feel, how do you perform? Just kind of really getting closer to that inner guidance system, you know, because we're so externally focused. Mm -hmm. And also, yes, making it cool, making it fun yep. and having a good time because that's what it's really all about. And for me, getting into space, I had no idea, like 0% idea that I'd be doing this, what I'm doing today. 
And I was, you know, screw up in, as an athlete and mm. uh, playing a lot of sports, but I was like a legend, you know, in the neighborhood, which I could say now because I don't do this stuff anymore. But, you know, I was the fast kid. Like every, if you ever have somebody wanting to compete, yeah. basketball, football, whatever, just get Sean on your team, you're going to win kind of thing. And so everybody just kind of had this aspiration for me. Like when Sean goes to high school, he's going to be this, he's going to, and everything was looking really good. You know, I got um, freshman year, you know, getting in the end zone, scoring touchdowns and track season. But it was during the summer of in between freshman year and sophomore year, I ran a 40, uh, four or five 40 yard dash. And that's like NFL combine time. I was just a kid yeah. and everything was looking great, but fate took an interesting twist. Mm. And I was at track practice doing a time trial and it was a 200 meter sprint. And as I was coming off the curve of the track to the straightaway, my hip broke and I just kind of pulled up limping. And I thought maybe I'd pulled a muscle. I'd never been injured before. Yeah. And come to find out my iliac crest, like the tip of my hip just yep. broke off. Whoa. And, you know, I went through standard of care, what's known as standard of care. Mm -hmm. It's given some NSAIDs, told to stay off the leg. I got some crutches, mm -hmm. which was great because you get out of school early. <laughs> so you get out of class early. I got to take the elevator. So that was nice. But and I got I got better. I got back out there. But nobody stopped to ask, how did a kid who's 16 years old break his hip from just running? It doesn't make any sense. Yep. When you hear somebody broke their hip, you usually think somebody's older, yeah. um, more likely female, and I just didn't fit that MO, you know? And it wasn't until, and by the way, so that was a, about a dozen injuries took place after that. I just kept pulling things and, you know, fractures and different things, and it wasn't until I was 20 years old I finally got a diagnosis, and my aspirations of playing sports was gone. And it was um, an MRI revealed I had degenerative disc disease. Mm -hmm. So my disc in between my vertebrae were just terribly degenerated. So, so much so that my physician said I had the spine of an 80 year old man, an, an unhealthy 80 year old man, because there's 80 year old guys here who are like <laughs> skiing, uh -huh. yeah. you know, backwards or yep. whatever. And also my bone density was just so low. That's why, you know, I had the fracture and my broken hip and that kind of thing. Long story short, um, getting that bit of news was, it just turned my world upside down because it was good to know like, okay, this is what was going on, yeah. but it was very disempowering to hear from a, an authority figure that it was incurable, right? And it's a very strong, like, this is the, you know, we talked about this, there's another person who did a presentation on a placebo effect. Yes. Listen, yeah. I really want people to understand this and how powerful our minds are because I'm very analytical very data-driven human being. Yep. And when I found this out, I just couldn't believe more people didn't know this, but we ha the gold standard of studies of clinical trials is a double-blind placebo-controlled study. You have to control for the placebo because some people are going to respond from a yep. fake drug. Yep. Their blood pressure is gonna go down, yep. their cancer will dissolve, their blood sugar will normalize from just thinking, just believing that they're taking a drug yep. that's doing those things and it's not even real. Fake surgeries and just, the list goes on and on. On average, placebos are 33% effective in clinical trials. Nuts, absolutely nuts. Some upwards of 80%. And so, but that wasn't what happened to me. It was yeah. the opposite. It was a nocebo effect. And mm -hmm. that is when yep. you get a negative injunction that something bad is gonna happen. Like, you'll never walk again. This is incurable. Uh, you have six weeks to live. Those kind of stories. Yeah. And you proceed to have those things happen. And so, for the next two years was just a tornado of just ugliness you know I, I definitely withdrew myself 
I felt like a very capable athletic person prior to that. And now I'm just like, I felt like prey, you know, like I'm mm-hmm. hiding out in my mm-hmm. cave for this all to like um, boil over. And I gained a lot of weight. I was in college. So I was eating what I lovingly call the tough diet, TUF, typical university food. Oh, and yeah. so a lot of pizza. <laughs> we had a special with the school, you know, a lot of, you know, um, Sunny Delight was like water. <laughs> like, I don't even know how I survived, actually. <laughs> and so so I'm just making my body out of these things and wondering why I'm not getting better. And so, again, long story short, it's a real long story short, after two years of eating this way and just no movement, because my doctors told me don't, you know, be careful, bed rest, this is incurable. And so they gave me permission to throw in the towel, yeah. basically. Yep. And I took it, you know, and it wasn't in my personality, but because it was an authority figure and I believed he knew better than me or they knew as many doctors. Yep. And, but two years into it, I'd gained like 40 pounds, definitely just lost. And my identity was stripped from me because I was this fit athletic person. And now I'm, I don't have anything, you know? Mm-hmm. And it all came to a point where I was sitting on the edge of my bed and about to take my pills to help me sleep, you know, my pain pills. And I just, it just came rushing into my mind. It really was spurred on by the thought of my grandmother who just like, you know, when she raised me, she just kind of instilled in me this sense of like, you know, I'm gonna do something amazing. What's you know? grandma's name? Oh, I called her Mima, you know? Mm-hmm. It's so funny, the, the grandma names yeah. would be like Mima and Papa and Poppy <laughs> and all this stuff. Shout out to anybody who has weird grandma names. Yep. <laughs> but, um, you know, it just, it just, it's, there's a really important moment in our lives when we can become aware that our life conditions are not matching our blueprint. Yes. This is exactly, this is what suffering is. It's, this is the exact formula for suffering. Mm-hmm. When, you're, when your life conditions don't match your blueprint for happiness. And so they were so dramatically different, but here's the thing, we can always change our life conditions or we could change our blueprint, <laughs> you know? And so when I realized this, I just, it just hit me that, you know, I'd been such an empowered person and now I'd given my power away to somebody who's like telling me I can't get better. It's stupid. And so I decided then to get well. Yep. And most people never actually do that. It's more like wishful thinking, you know, I'll give this a shot, I'll see about it, I'll try. I was very firm. And if people really do that and engage the power of a decision, mm-hmm. and I'm a big student of lexicon, but day means from and kaidir means to cut. So it's like you cut away the entire possibility of anything else but what you chose. Yeah. And so um, after that, everything changed dramatically. It wasn't like, you know, a genie popped out kind of thing, but it was more like, okay, I've made this decision. How do we get from A to B? And I put a plan together and it was three things. It was nutrition and my movement practices and also sleep, which is, you know, international yes. bestselling book came from. And yep. um, just to put a cherry on top of the story and we can get into any of the details you want, but yeah. uh, six weeks from that decision, I had lost 20 pounds and the results not typical, by the way, Um, (laughs) but I lost 20 pounds and this pain I'd been in for two years that had me in fear and just like on all these medications and just scared to get up and walk around was gone. And I got a scan of my spine done about nine months later and my spine looked perfect. You know, my two herniated discs had retracted. Mm. Um, I increased my bone density and my degenerative disc disease was gone. And so that just lit my world on fire to help other people, you know, who had been given the same bill of goods that, you know, yeah. there's nothing you can do. And, you know, since then I've worked with thousands of patients in a one-on-one context, both in the gym and also as a nutritionist. And yeah. the 
books and you know the model health show being the number one podcast and all that good stuff and here i am holy smokes okay so a bunch of things went through my mind the thing that's really sticking out to me and thank you for sharing that story is um we've we've been fortunate enough to share stories on the unstoppable series with some of the other gifted um, talent that's come through to present at the conference and every story whether it was presented you know through tears or humor or feistiness always started with here was the trauma the drama the the fat kid um i never heard yet about the moment before the trauma the drama and and to to meet somebody who said i was a legend at this one point and you know went through this trauma drama and then there was a decision point that changed it all going forward i'm just so curious and i maybe you have an answer to this but I wonder if there was a decision point, whether it was conscious or not, before the injuries happened, mm. that created this um, the, the the degradation of the body. Yeah. Uh, on some level, maybe. I mean, I wonder. Oh, no, 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 did definitely. you know? Every you cannot have any physical symptoms without a psychosomatic, like emotional. So let's talk about that because yeah. there's so there's so many people who mm. I mean whether it's somebody who's struggling with their weight or who has encountered an actual um, you know, life threatening illness, it's yeah. it came from somewhere. Yeah, possibly. absolutely. You know, and this is it can get a little bit meta. You know, it can mm. get a little bit, but some of this stuff is just so real and interesting. Mm. And even hearing the story of uh, Martin and yeah. hearing about like that. $1,500 in the poker game. Oh, yeah. You know, it's just like, and he's a very analytical person as as I am. That's my boss. I know how analytical so, he is. It's just yes. like, <laughs> some stuff is just like very unexplainable and very interesting. Mm -hmm. But um, I, I have developed this belief. And, you know, our lives are really driven by our beliefs. Whether yeah. or not they're real or not, we have to have them. We're belief and meaning creating creatures. Yeah. And my belief is that we all have a particular a uh, set of conditions that are there to develop qualities, mm -hmm. to, to develop latent abilities and capacities, you know, and it's built on our desires and our goals mm -hmm. for the most part. Now, some of us get a really crappy hand. It's like, I didn't have desires or goals for what I went through as a kid, yeah. but there's a innate desire to be safe and to feel happiness, mm -hmm. you know, all these things. And you could have like a really big kind of dharma and path of, you know, to express happiness in this world. Mm -hmm. And you, but you might need to go through the worst possible trash yeah. for you to, to have that contrast. And so for me, this was the first time I shared this story publicly was here on the stage. Mm -hmm. And when I was born, I was born with basically two broken feet. Um, and my feet from my ankles to my toes, which I, I want to take my shoes off and like show how cute my feet are now. You know? <laughs> well, mine are but, off. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's the only thing I'm, you know, a little cocky about. Because guys' feet, just to be honest, like it's just, it's terrible. I mean, they're literally bulletproof. They look, most guys' feet look like hobbits' feet. But anyway, so my feet were broken yeah. when, I was, um, when I was born that way. We, they were, you know, so crooked. And so the physicians, when I was just a couple of months old, um, basically broke my feet, put them in place, and I had to wear these little baby casts. Mm. And so I was in, in those for a while, and then from there moved to these um, uh, corrective shoes and braces and stuff like that. And I never, and they had the story. And I didn't know this until yeah. like, you know, I was a couple years old, and then like family members would tell me the story. Because I didn't know, like yeah. my conscious memories, I do remember the casts, yeah. but I remember seeing them not on me. And mm. I do remember wearing these shoes, but, they said, you know, I don't know if he'll ever be able to run normally. You know, doctors told my, you know, my family. And 
as the story goes, I didn't even take first steps. I took a first run. And so my mom was gonna, you know, she's you know, changing my clothes. She had turned around because she was gonna put the braces on me. And I just took off out the door running after my uncle. And I just never stopped running, you know, since then. But even that situation, like some of this stuff is even coming from your parents, yeah. you know, because yep. my mother, and this is, this is that real stuff is, she was smoking since she was like 12, mm -hmm. all right? <laughs> my mother's mm -hmm. personality and I see your mom over there pointing her finger also, too. Also smoking since you know, she was 12. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, and they didn't have all the good warnings that literally no. says like on the pack, like you will die mm. if you smoke this. But you know, I'm pretty sure that didn't hamper her from smoking while she had me. I don't think she would admit it now, yeah. but I'm pretty sure she didn't stop her habit. And that probably led to some issues with my freaking development on yeah. my feet, you know? And it's just like putting me in this position where as I grow and evolve, I have these choices to make, you know, am I gonna mm -hmm. let this thing stop me? So I wasn't dealt the best hand, but it's how you play the hand, you know, and that's so, really so what matters. So it sounds like there's been two times in your life where uh, it, the, the possibility of being immobile in some way mm, has been an true. option. Yeah, it's crazy. And you know what's even crazier? <laughs> now it's not gonna happen again. Have you learned yeah. that lesson? Wipe right, that one right. free. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, you gotta learn it. Yeah. A life's gonna keep presenting that. Mm -hmm. And for me, it was just the, it was a culture. Because I think also a lot of our, um, you know, these things that we develop that are those m kind of mental and emotional triggers for physical stuff, mm -hmm. it just comes from our environment, you know, and our desire to be happy and to be free. There's a, of all the different traits of humans that I've seen, we, we just, we wanna be free. We do not like to be told what to do. Yeah. Now, if we have a boss, I mean, we like, we tolerate it. You know, but nobody's waking up like, I want somebody to tell me exactly what to do today. <laughs> and even some people's like, just tell me what to do. You yeah. know, like I just need to know the steps. Mm -hmm. That's different, you're still asking for it. Yes. If somebody's yeah. telling you what to do, nobody likes that. Yeah. And so we wanna be free. And for me, that it was a huge driving force. Like even the kind of metaphor with me running and just mm -hmm. like the sport, like it, I, I felt this sense of freedom. Yeah. But that was stripped from me because I was not adhering to what freedom really looks like. I was imprisoning my body, mm -hmm. you know, um, with the way that I was was eating because of again that's what I picked up from my environment. But I grew up like truly the golden age of fast food, like the golden age of TV dinners. Golden age of golden arches. Yes, I had mm -hmm. a birthday party at McDonald's. All right, like I was in the in the ball section, yep. like grimace and. <laughs> All of those guys, right? Super sketchy characters, by the way. Like, there was a Hamburglar. Yeah. Oh my God. Just like, what is that, you know? So anyways, but yeah, so I, and those were the things I was making my body out of. Like this really low quality, just very nutrient devoid and just there's, and also like there's a subtle energy to food as well, you know, and you can't get past that. It's why we feel so good when we have somebody's food who loves us, you know, yeah. like your grandma's food or, you know, your mom's cooking, whatever it is, it's like, it just it feels different, it just yep. feels good. And versus, you know, somebody who's serving you through a drive-through window that, you know, can literally care less about you, yes. you know, like yep. that, those subtle energies. And so this gets into that meta thing, but I've got science to back that up too. You know, like there's a study and this was done by uh, Victor Popenine. And um, what he did was, and this was, this is known, anybody can look this stuff up, the phantom DNA experiment. And so what they did was they, it had a vacuum and okay. a vacuum basically eliminates all of these, the potential uh, particles and things like that that you would expect. Yep. There's nothing in it except the one thing you can't get rid of, which is, or these biophotons, mm -hmm. right? These little 
particles of light. Yep. And so what they wanted to do was to see if these photons, which is the stuff that our reality is made of, if we really, really just boil it down to what we can measure, biophotons or what, you know, even our cells, we're yep. made of mostly light, which yep. is really weird. So they wanted to see how these biophotons would react to human DNA. And so they took human DNA and put it into the vacuum. And it was really fascinating to see, and this is something that their, their hypothesis was this, and it came true, which was the biophotons that were just randomly scattered through yeah. this vacuum all began to attach itself to the human DNA. Like it conformed Whoa. to the DNA, okay. right? So they were no longer um, scattered. They were in order, right? There was an order. Now here's what tripped them out and really put this experiment on the map is that, so they removed the DNA yep. and they expected the biophotons to just go back to their random, disorganized um, uh, positions, yep. but that didn't happen. They stayed conformed for a significant amount of time to the human DNA as if it was still there. And this just speaks to, we literally affect the world around us. We impress upon the yes. very stuff that the world is made of, that yes. life and reality is made of, by the very nature of us being human beings. Mm -hmm. And so mm. all of these things really come to a head in just understanding that, you know, for me, and those subtle energies and starting to learn, okay, when I was getting better, I started to automatically making my own food more often, Yes. right? Putting yep. intention into that. I started to choose higher quality things. I started to buy from people who care more about what they're doing, you know, because of this subtle energy factor. And these are all things that was totally abstract to me until I went through this experience, so. That's amazing. And that's actually something that, you know, for somebody who can't make it to a space like Upgrade Labs or come work with you, um, that actually sounds something uh, very actionable that they could do at home to start yeah. caring more for their food and caring how it's prepared and, and also who's preparing it for yeah. them. Simple. So when you and I talked that day and, and uh, around the possibility of you coming and being one of our keynote speakers, the, the thing that really struck me is that you... I felt like we shared this idea that every human is just innately great and powerful and perfect. And there's, you know, things that, that are in our way. Um, you know, at labs, it's, you know, we look at their inflammation and the hormones and we sort of make sure that um, by correcting those, improving those, we sort of amplify and unlock this person. But uh, you shared a, a similar belief. So maybe talk to me about that, like your, your core belief on humans and the yeah. clients that come through. Yeah. Um, you know, this really just kind of piggybacks on what we're talking about already. You know, we've got close to 8 billion people here on mm -hmm. the planet. That's a lot of people. And we can have this idea that we're insignificant, which in some aspects we are. You know, if you take a meta perspective and you zoom out and look at our planet from, you know, from outer space, yeah. how big are your problems? Really? <laughs> you know, they just, just doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, oh, my phone bill, whatever, <laughs> you know, it just doesn't matter as much. But at the same time, and there's this interesting dichotomy is that at the same time, you are the most important person in the universe mm -hmm. because this is mm -hmm. your experience. Mm -hmm. And so, again, this just develops on, you know, whichever side your beliefs lie. But if we even just look at human evolution, there is something that compels us to become more. There's something that is within us that's driving us to evolve and to grow and to express more of itself. Mm -hmm. And so we cannot not have that. It's innate in our DNA. Yep. And with that said, I, I feel that every single person is a part of this 
tapestry, you know, like the human experience, like this giant quilt work of all of us coming together and creating all of this stuff. And uh, we do know now, again, like I just mentioned how human DNA affects our reality. Yep. You, everybody's doing it. We're doing it all the time. And I shared in my, in my talk how Princeton University yeah. did some fascinating research and they found that two people who didn't even know each other, they just put them in a room and had them to talk. Yep. And they just created a small amount of rapport. And what happens is when you're in conversation with another person, your brain waves sync up. Crazy, it's crazy. <laughs> like this is yeah. behind the scenes going on. Like we're affecting the world around us yes. and the people around us. Yes. And so with that said, understanding that it's, it's in our genes to want to grow and to evolve, to be more. Every single person, you can't come here without having some innate gifts and talents and capacities and attributes. Yeah. And, but here's the thing, and some people might think, well, I don't know what my talent is and I don't That's know. That's what I was, exactly what I was gonna ask. Yeah. And especially somebody who used a really powerful word before, you said pray, like you felt like pray. Mm -hmm. And so maybe somebody who has that feeling yeah. of, I, I don't know what my talents are, I don't yeah. know what gifts I'm supposed to bring, or, or maybe even worse, if they're sitting in the state where they feel like yeah. they're universal prey, they're a victim. Yeah. Like, what, what can they do? How do you find it? Yeah, and this is from experience, first-hand experience, yes. and of course working with thousands of people, but you know, it's, uh, it's easy to feel like a victim, mm -hmm. you know, because it seems like sometimes, you know, the world is like, it's just objecting its will upon you, but the truth is you are also objecting your will upon the world, you know, <laughs> and it's a symbiotic thing always yeah. going on. And, you know, it's, it's so interesting because these situations that we go through, and I just want to make sure I share this, because I went through, I went through a pretty crappy situation a couple of times, mm -hmm. but <laughs> the things that are within our DNA for that greatness, we, you don't just come here good at something. Like you, you have to have situations, you have to have conditions, you have to go through stuff. It's like the, the, the oak tree uh, scenario, you know, you've got an entire forest in one acorn, mm -hmm. an entire forest, yeah. right? How crazy is that? But this will never manifest itself if it's not in the right conditions, yeah. right? And so these negative things that tend to happen or challenges, obstacles, these are simply there, in my belief, mm -hmm. to just help us to unlock these latent capacities. Because a lot of times those talents, when somebody's like, you know, well, I don't know what my talent is, it's just dormant, it's yeah. latent. Yes. You, there's never been anything like you ever, and never will be anything like you ever after this. You know, it's like a very important moment in humanity, yeah. you know, you being here. And so, but you don't just, get to do it for free. You don't, it's not just gonna happen automatically. Like you have to develop, because even if you do have a natural talent, like some people just seem to just have it, mm -hmm. it's not gonna connect if you don't learn how to communicate, for example, you know, or you just be that weird person who draws really well, you know? <laughs> and then, but then you're, you're, you might've brought some joy to some people, yeah. but it didn't really connect and make the impact that it could have if yeah. you didn't develop those other skills. Yep, yeah, So I hope that sense. makes sense. No, it does make sense. And and so now you've got this book, you've got um, you've got your podcast. Actually, you should share it. Let's talk about your podcast. Sure. Just where did it come from? And oh, I mean, man. all the things that it's about, it's your your name's on everybody's lips. So, oh my gosh, yeah. that's so talk, crazy. Talk a little bit about, <laughs> talk about your podcast tonight. Definitely want to hear about your book as well, because you're a buff guy 
and you wrote a book about sleep. Oh, thank you. And not, wow. you know, not about six packs and muscles and, you know, so, but, so I want to yeah. hear about both. Let's start with your sure. podcast. And just by the way, in parentheses, that's a side effect, right? Mm-hmm. Being the fitness part is a side effect of some other things, but. Yes. So with the show, it's really crazy. Um, <laughs> it started off going to a live event and this is why everybody listening and I did not have the money for this either, you know, like invest in yourself. That is the number one investment that you can make. And I went out to a live event and my wife, we were newly married and she was just not having it. She was not happy about this. Fortunately, she did go and like we, we made it happen, but she wasn't happy about it. You know, now she's super happy. (laughs) Right. But you know, you also have to have proof of concept. You can't just be like, just trust me. This is going to be a great idea. Right? But you, you can't say that to your wife. No, so, that's... so many guys do that, you know? It's just, I had proof of concept. I had yeah. all these people that I already helped, right? Yeah. And so it's just like, listen, just, nah, you know. <laughs> and so we made it happen. And But there at the event, um, it, there was a, a woman who was just very beautiful and evolved person, you know? And she, like, shared, like, there was a session when the guy was, like, asking questions of the audience. She asked an incredible question and... It's a great dialogue. And I was like, man, she's something special. And then the next day she couldn't come. This is like a three or four day event. She yeah. couldn't come down because she was having an episode, uh, an, an, um, an attack. She had Crohn's disease. And so, and I had, you know, at that point I'd helped a couple people, you know, with this so-called incurable condition. And so I went up to see her. Like, I don't know how it even got to me. But I went up to see her and I gave her a couple of recommendations. And, you know, she did a couple of things. And the next day she was great. Like, you know, it's just as if nothing had happened. And so the word started traveling around the event. Yep. There's like, do you know this guy, Sean Stevens? You know this guy? He's with his wife. They're like traveling around, like healing people, like Jesus and Mary or something. <laughs> I'm like, what? And somebody came up and told me that yep. it was my assistant at the time. I brought my assistant with me, which was, en- I didn't have money for that, <laughs> but I still made it there. And so, you know, she's saying people are talking about me. And so that that situation, number one, investing in myself, getting to a live event. Yes. That's where the magic happens. Yes. And I wasn't the event, it wasn't the speakers, which yeah. is great, but it was the people. The, uh, yeah, the and then I ended up in, t- in a mastermind with some of the attendees who are doing big things in these other domains. And from there, I ended up being invited to do this TED Talk. Uh, I think this was maybe 2011, 12, something yeah. like that in Las Vegas, which that's a whole other story. I won't get into it. <laughs> Vegas stories. You're not supposed to talk about those anyhow. <laughs> it, there you go. Thank you. Thank you. I forget that. But it's, it's not what you would think. So anyways, um, but after I came off stage, uh, this couple, Jim Quick, by the way, was there. Oh, he, no he was way. one of the speakers. Yep. You know, I invited him out because, you know, I was like, well, if I'm going to do it, what a, you got to bring Jim, you know. <laughs> Jim has always been there in these little weird moments of like life transformation. <laughs> me, by the way, I love he's, him. He's like your little like angel omen that you know something big's about to go down. Yeah, it's like Jiminy Cricket, right? Aw, Jiminy so, Cricket. Oh, that just happened. Oh my gosh, I love it. So he had introduced him to me prior to me speaking. Like, hey, you guys should know Sean. And you know, people, if they don't know you sometimes, they're just like, okay, cool, you know, yeah, that's awesome, you know? And so we were like, we parted ways, it was a couple and they had this really big site, which I'll talk about. And so after it was over though, they yeah. came up to me, it was like, oh my God, like, you are amazing. Um, we have this website. And so I just gotten online because I realized it was not scalable, me helping the one-on-one, which, <laughs> uh-huh. you know, and so I started the website and so many people have this idea, which I know people listening right now, there are many people have this idea, if you build it, they will come. Right, I just need to start my blog and get on this thing. No, I had like a couple dozen people coming to the site. That right? movie messed everybody up. 
<laughs> and so at the time, you know, I was wanting to open up and, you know, um, broaden my reach. And so they told me they had a, a million unique visitors a month to their site. Whoa. And I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. And so they said they had just started this podcast and they were looking for somebody to be the face of this podcast because the person who they had was, was a big superstar guy in health. It just didn't really work out. And yeah. they're like, you're, you're perfect uh, for this. And I was like, okay, cool. And in my head, I was like, yeah, you know, let's do this. But what the hell is a podcast? <laughs> I didn't even know what it was, but I said yes. Yep. And cut to, it was about a year and a half. We had hundreds of thousands of downloads, which was really big back in the, whatever this was, 2012 maybe? I don't yeah. know, I don't know. But it was amazing. We reached a lot of people, impacted a lot of lives. Some people come up to me even at events now, she's like, I've been listening to you since you were filling the blank you know, <laughs> on that show. And, but thanks to my wife, mm -hmm. I realized after a year and a half that, you know, I was building their brand, mm -hmm. you know, and I was just kind of this, mm -hmm. and they were making a lot of money through me, yep. but you know, I just didn't, I didn't know. Yeah. And so she was like, no, you can't do this no more. You have to build your own brand. We started this thing for this purpose. Yeah. You, you are your thing, you know? So we amicably parted ways yeah. because they agreed to, like they weren't doing the best of like really featuring me as me. Yep. And so that's when I started the Model Health Show. And that was five, five or six years ago. And, but the, here's the great thing about it and what's crazy. And man, please guys, you got, you got to be willing to make mistakes. But because I went through it all with that podcast for a yeah. year and a half, I did everything. I had my own little microphone, my laptop, <laughs> editing, all it. I had no business doing that, yeah. none. <laughs> and you know, it did what it did. But now I came into it from the very first episode of the Model Health Show, and people, literally thousands of people, listen every week mm -hmm. to that first one, 350 episodes ago, every every single week. Whoa! Because it was me. It yep. was 120% yep. authentically me. I was in my power, in my mm. voice, and the information, the the communication style, all of it was there. And also, here's something important too, and I talked about this too in the talk. My vision, I knew, I knew like that first episode was like, I'm gonna reach a million people, you know, like it's already done. And the results were not saying that, you know, for about a year, it's like yeah. a few hundred people a day, you yeah. know, but then it just, skyrocketed you know so we've had like 150,000 in a day or whatever it is like just hundreds of thousands of people and now it's like I don't know getting close to 40 million and but I my vision was big you yeah. know but then once you get to that vision you can start to become complacent and I encourage people you have to continue to practice thinking bigger than you've ever thought before you have to do that it's scary and uncomfortable yeah. because just like well that just sounds crazy Crazy is who wins. Crazy is the people who truly change society, you know? And so I really had to check myself recently as again as my wife. So thank you. Can we for give her. your wife a shout out? Uh, yes. <laughs> and Stevenson, best. She's the best ever. Seriously. She's just the best ever. Now now I know why you said can we get her a ticket? <laughs> <laughs> She's gotta be there. So as as we're starting to wrap this up, when you hear the word unstoppable, who is the first person that comes to your mind? First person that came to my mind was yeah. my mother-in-law. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, tell me about her. Who's, she's the person she came from, so yeah. it only makes sense. That makes sense. sense. <laughs> but, you know, it's so funny. Like, there's these stories, you know, there's a lot of, like, mother-in-law issues in movies and mm -hmm. TV. And in real life, I know. I've seen yeah. some of it. But <laughs> it's just not my experience. Like, yeah. it's, I don't even like the word mother-in-law, you know. 
it's uh, she's just something special. Um, she's from Kenya, and she uh, moved here when my wife was 12. And she's very different because in their culture, even her mom, she was a second wife. There was like, you know, that kind of deal. And so and it just tends to not work out well, by the way. It's just, you know, I'm just throwing it out there. I don't want to get into the whole poly. You know, I don't want to get into it. But uh, anyways, but this was like cultural. It wasn't yeah, like a choice. Yeah. Like, you know, this is what I am. Yeah. Just didn't work out well, by the way. Lots of kids with issues. So um, anyways, um, so in their culture, she was also supposed, you stay at home, you take care of the kids, your husband makes money, you do what he says, mm -hmm. right? She just wasn't having that. She um, let her husband know that she was going to leave for a while. She need, he needed to take care of the girls because she has a sister. And she's going to uh, England to get her degree. So she's an occupational therapist and she became an instructor. And she brought her family. She brought her family to wow, the U.S. Okay. And yeah. so all just all the negativity she went through in, in her own culture about, see, that's that woman who left her kids and her husband. And I've never seen such a great relationship between a mom and a daughter, yeah. by the way. But and also coming here and also even studying in England at that time, we're talking like the 1950s, 60s, like in her being from Africa, like she went through all of that, too. And then coming here and being such a light because I just had somebody come over to me after the talk and they were like, I wish my husband was here to hear this because, you know, fill in the blank. If they don't listen to me, it's because it's you and it's proximity, yeah. right? And it's yeah. because it's like, you know, somebody also was like, I wish my, what, what can I tell my mom and dad? They changed their diapers. It's very difficult for you <laughs> to be their coach, right? Yeah. Because of proximity. Yeah. And guys in general we don't listen very well to be straightforward like we think we know everything and it's just a it's a transferable and changeable condition yeah but it it's just stupid like we we tend to do that and we know we do that and so kn knowing that yeah. but i didn't know at the time because i thought i had this figured out like i was a strength conditioning coach i'm killing it i'm helping all these people but I still, even then I recovered my spinal issue, yeah. but I still had asthma and like allergies and like these things I had since I was a kid. Yeah. I haven't had any asthma and any of that stuff in like mm -hmm. 20 years now. I wouldn't, I'm sorry, 15 years. Thanks to her and a conversation she had, because this is, and this is simple, this is where I'm gonna end this at. She didn't tell me anything directly. It was like, she asked me questions. That's a really great way to get through to somebody uh, who thinks they know everything, yep. right? <laughs> you have and lots so, of opportunity to be right. Yes, so, mm -hmm. exactly. <laughs> I figure it out, yep. right? Even though it's, she's just her magic, you know? Mm -hmm. And so when I, I was dealing with this um, hay fever, mm -hmm. it was difficult to breathe at night, especially when the sun went down. I was suffering. And I came over. And my wife, first of all, she was like, don't listen to my mom. She's super weird, whatever. Because, you know... She was like, you know, there was like grass growing in the house. It was like wheatgrass, yeah. right? And I was like, that should be outside. Why is it? What's wrong with your mom? And, but she knew what she was doing, yeah. you know. Um, and so long story short, when I, I was going through this and I told her, you know, it's the weather. You know, it's just really bothering me. And she was like, hmm, it's the weather. So is the problem out there or is it in you? And it just like baked my noodle like, wait a minute. I shouldn't be allergic to the weather. And we're just talking about my hay fever, right? <laughs> <laughs> it was deeper. It was that Morpheus moment. But, uh, you know, I realized, like, there's some, it's me. There's something in me that's responding to. Yeah. And uh, for me, at the time, it was simply pulling out milk. 
because I was going hard <laughs> with milk. I mean, it was my, it was my jam. Well, and then you had the whole bone story, so it yeah, that's sense. I was just, <laughs> but I was doing better. I was doing organic, mm -hmm. non-homogenized. It still just wasn't vibing with me, and yeah. it was creating this like, even now, like if I have a little bit too much, I can yeah. start to get kind of mucusy and feeling gross, and you know. But that changed everything. I realized that there was so much more about nutrition that I didn't know, yeah. and she had raw foods and all the stuff she was into and it just opened my eyes and changed the game for me so wow. she's unstoppable thank you for that and i guess to last question if you could send a text message right now to everybody at conference and even the world what would the text message be i'll just say what jumped in my head i would send wake up with a bunch of exclamation marks and you know we could if it goes beyond that, I would say, you know, wake up and realize how powerful you are. Wake mm -hmm. up and realize that you hold the pen in your hand and you are writing your story, but you keep trying to pass the pen off to somebody else and you're really the star of this movie. And so many times, like we try to play an extra, we try to play a supporting actor, but it's, it's us and you need to wake up to your power and consciously, intentionally write your story because it can be really, really amazing uh, story at the end of the day. So that's what I would say is to wake up, take control of your power of writing your story, wake up to your potential. And yeah, that's what I would say. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us on Unstoppable and, and at the biohacking conference. It's been such a pleasure. All right. That was my interview for Unstoppable with host Amanda McVeigh and definitely pop over there and check out their podcast. I think it's really awesome and they got something special going on. I hope that you really enjoyed this episode and that interview. And again, it was just opening myself up and sharing some things that I haven't shared before. And so it means a lot to me to be able to share this and to share a little bit more of my story and hopefully inspire you to share yours, all right? Because that ultimately at the end of the day, that's what the Model Health Show is really about, is creating your own model and taking these pieces from the journeys of so many incredible people and taking what works for you and adding it to your own kind of patchwork quilt of, of your story and of your life and writing this story consciously because you are the star. You're the star of your movie. And I just want to do whatever I can to make sure that you feel empowered to do so. And also, I want to make sure to let you know about the folks that are helping to make this show possible and my my family, really, at Organifi, who've been partnered with me and supportive of the show for a couple of years now. And I absolutely love them. My kids use Organifi. I use Organifi. It's one of those things. It's, it's really helped with my travel and just being, a, because I used to get off the flight and be looking for, where can I get a green juice? This is a great uh, version of that because it's low temperature process with some of the most powerful green superfoods that have ever been discovered. One of them being uh, wheatgrass. We don't really talk much about this, but there was a 2004 study that found that wheatgrass, which contains about 70% chlorophyll, was found to reduce the number of blood transfusions needed in people with thalassemia, which is a blood disorder. And so what does it speak to if we are able to literally reduce the amount of blood transfusions needed that compounds found in wheatgrass literally helped for the human body to build blood? And on top of that, another study published in 2014 in the peer-reviewed journal Appetite found that chlorophyll-rich concentration found in wheatgrass can aid in weight loss and reduce the urge to eat hyperpalatable foods. 
All right, so it's hitting on many different notes, and that's just one of the ingredients. Also contained in there is one of my all-time favorite things, which is spirulina. And spirulina is gram for gram, highest protein food in the world, about 70% protein by weight, complete protein containing all nine essential amino acids, rare nutrients like phycocyanin that are known to aid in stem cell genesis, resource of vitamin B, copper, iron, and also, here's a study, this was published by the Public Library of Science, it showed that spirulina has strong potential to prevent and even reduce inflammation in the brain. Super remarkable stuff. And it's all here together in this formula, the green juice formula with Organifi, all right? They've got spirulina, the wheatgrass, chlorella's in there as well, ashwagandha, and it actually tastes good. This is why my kids actually use it. And I've tried literally dozens of different green blend formulas. This is the one that I use and that I provide for my family. So pop over there, check them out. I think you'll really love it. It's Organifi.com forward slash model. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com forward slash model. You get 20% off everything they carry. All right, huge hookup. They got the green juice formula, red juice, gold, some other products that I use as well, like their daily turmeric. Pop over there, check them out, 20% off everything. All right, so again, thank you so much for tuning into the show today. I hope you really enjoyed this. It was something different. And I feel really uh, open and free and excited about the next level. And again, I hope to encourage you to share your story and to share your gift and to truly step into your greatness because the time is now. That's what this is really about. And you've got so much uh, potential and the very best of your life is still yet to come. But the time is now. Let's start taking action. All right, I appreciate you so much for tuning into the show. If you enjoyed this, please share this out with your friends and family on social media. You can tag me. I'm at Sean Model on Instagram, Twitter. I'm at The Model Health Show on Facebook. All right, take a screenshot of this episode, tag me. Let everybody know what you thought about the show, all right? I appreciate you so much for tuning in. And listen, we've got some amazing guests coming up and amazing show topics. So be ready, all right? I appreciate you so very much for tuning in today. Take care, have an amazing day, and I'll talk with you soon. And for more after the show, make sure to head over to themodelhealthshow.com. That's where you can find all of the show notes. You can find transcriptions, videos for each episode. And if you got a comment, you can leave me a comment there as well. And please make sure to head over to iTunes and leave us a rating to let everybody know that the show is awesome. And I appreciate that so much. And take care. I promise to keep giving you more powerful, empowering, great content to help you transform your life. Thanks for tuning in.